Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. His, his, his glasses? I looked, like, I looked like Ziggy for a second. <laughs> <laughs> you, did. you know what I mean? It's just like this. <laughs> Except Ziggy didn't have the hat, but yeah, if you had been bald, straight up, exactly. straight up Zig, straight up Ziggy. Yes, I am. I had a dude that I used to work with at uh, Animax, who, uh, oh God, we just gave our listeners and Patreon subscribers a, a little peek behind the curtain of like where I used to work. A real right? Are you so you're allowed to say their name now? When you when you used to work <laughs> for them, you were, you had to bail on episodes about topics that you that touched them. I know. I know. Now I'm like I used to work for a company called Animax. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't. I'm not employed by them anymore, so I'm sure it's fine. I'm not. Gonna I hope my contract didn't have a uh, an NDA postpartum. Turns Post out, guys, place. aliens exist. I've known this whole time. That's who I worked for, the government. Animax, also known as Area 54. <laughs> exactly. And it was a disco nightclub and... And alien, alien bar, yeah. Right, exactly. They um, left Area 51. They went to Area Studio 54. Exactly. And they're like, dancing. There was a lot bow, of... Bow, 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 bow. That was the alien my, part of it? Uh, that was nice. I like that. It was. This is an interesting instrument that you play over your shoulder. In like it's, a, it's it was from the bar. Um, and it, it's in like the cantina. Part, it's like part bagpipe and part keyboard. It's it's one of them. One of them bald alien motherfuckers from the Moss Eisley Cantina was playing one of these things. I don't know what it was. He's like. <laughs> yeah, we have those guys at. Uh, Area 54. Oh, of course. They're like the, they're the house band at Area 54. They're, they're for real. Area aliens. 54 house band. <laughs> <laughs> little, known, little known fact, uh, George Lucas, uh, I know people have been uh, really big on practical effects, but George Lucas actually mm -hmm. like took it to another level. He employed actual aliens when he shot Star Wars. A lot of people so. don't know that about George Lucas and his actual yeah. alien hiring practices yeah, yeah. is that he, he went to other planets, got actors, brought them over and was Amazing. like, you're going to play. Oh, your food got delivered. Amazing. It did. Thank you, Haley. Thank you. Mysterious hand from the left <laughs> Look, or the right. Today's episode breakfast is brought to you by Square Donuts. <laughs> They're donuts that are square. But square. You see? Um, <laughs> uh, so, yes, real, real aliens. No, what I was going to say was, and this is like such not an important story to tell anymore. That tangent that we had was way better than where I was going with this story. Uh, well, that's, is, that's tangents have a tendency to do at that. animax i worked with a guy named ziggy that was it <laughs> that was literally that was literally it i was jumping off of the fact that i thought i looked like ziggy to the fact that i worked with a guy named ziggy 
And well, if if you would like, I can tell a like twenty minute long story that will take off take us off on a tangent, and then I can come back to be like I once used the word zig in a conference call. Yes, I would love that. Also, if anyone ever needs the air sucked out of a joke, just give me a call. We're we're great. I actually yeah, put just, that on my resume. It's like marketing skills, so many years, and blah, 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 blah. Sucks air out of room. You know, I can. Yeah. <laughs> Manually, just like. <laughs> <laughs> reverse hyperventilation. big straw. Just <laughs> Jay, the problem becomes. I'm sucking the air out of the room. <laughs> Slowly. Nobody breathe. You're putting more air in as I take it out. <laughs> You, everyone's oh, I, working against me. You know what? This happens every time, but I've passed out. Will someone <laughs> please carry me from this room and call a doctor? Yes. This happens every time I do this. <laughs> but I've never once stop, finished the really room. Because I'm really good at it. Yeah, I'm really good at it. <laughs> oh, I'm not call. really good at it. By, <laughs> by virtue of what I just said, I'm not really good at this. Um, all right, so... So that's our good out. segue into the darkest TV sitcom moments. Yeah. Are we? So do we want a bit or do we just want to just roll straight into the show with that? Can this be the conversation? bit? Yeah, this is the bit. This is the bit. Let's just high five real quick. Should we high five? High five. High five. High five. High five, high five son. Woo. High five. Don't let me hang it. Boom. Bit is official. <laughs> that's we did the intro it. to the episode. I love it. That's my favorite. And, and we didn't, honestly, here's the segue. What we just did was a very dark moment. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that was well And done. that leads us to our top five list of the darkest TV sitcom, sitcom moments. That's true. Honestly, um, I feel ashamed. I feel dirty about what we just did. Um, to open the show, yeah, it feels. But we needed to talk about it because it was something that that the people needed to hear us address. You know, it, I mean? it it's a serious. It was a serious topic. It was. Um, I am actually struggling to remember what we talked about just a few minutes ago. Same. It was something <laughs> about Ziggy. I think it was Ziggy and real aliens. Ziggy Marley. Like oh right, aliens. <laughs> the Studio Fifty Four. Yeah, that uh -huh. was right. Yes. Um, but that you know what? We needed to shine a light on that. And what better way to shine a light on a very serious topic than through a scripted, weekly, silly entertainment show? Yes, which is what, let's be honest, we are essentially a sitcom. And, and you know what? I'm going to make right? it. <laughs> I don't think our comedy is situational. I think You're we're right. more just like narrational comedy. So we're like a narcom. Narcom, oh, Nar I think Narcom, Nar no, Narcos was a Netflix show that I did not watch that was apparently very good. We're a Narcom, which honestly sounds like a government agency. It does. I not very remember, funny. Uh, excuse me, ma'am, uh, Narcom official. Uh, I'm going to need to comment. <laughs> I'm here from I'm gonna Narcom. I'm going to need to comment near your vehicle. It, well, we don't get to commandeer vehicles. We're narrative comedy. It's like, hi, ma'am, uh, I need to commandeer this living room. Something hilarious is happening, Yeah, and I, I need to talk about you, it. I saw that you spit milk out of your nose earlier while telling a joke to your family. Uh, so <laughs> We have, we have monitors. You. <laughs> we're, we're actually monitoring you through your microwave, and we heard an elderly 
and fall down in your living room. So we are here to now talk about it. Right. We are the narcos. Guys, you guys failed to see the comedy in the situation. So our job. You went over there and helped her without any joke whatsoever. Not a single person left. So we are here to bring some narcom. Oh, I'm going to say, I really like the idea of a, like a sitcom, a narcom, if you will, about (laughs) a secret government agency that literally their only job (laughs) is when people fail to see the humor in things, (laughs) they appear and point out to everyone in the room, like what the humor is in the situation. That would be, would it be called the most annoying people in the room? Yes. Is that the name of the show? Excuse me, ma'am. I'm a comedy professional. Did no one see that that woman just tripped over that that chair leg as she I know. was walking, spilled all of her groceries onto the floor? Did no one see that? Is no one I, aware of? I know I'm off duty, but this is blatant. This is blatant disregard for humor ignorance. I don't know. I don't even know what we're doing here. I I just listen. I have to. I have to write all of you up. I'm with Narcom. Does no one realize the Trump's presidency? Does no one? No? <laughs> Nobody see the humor? Half the time, the junior agents are just the people going, huh? Eh? 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 <laughs> yeah. Something happens Anybody? like, eh? Any, uh? Anybody? And it's like, that's a junior agent. That's how you can tell that they haven't really, you know, graded that's up. All they're allow- that's all they're allowed to say. It's all just like, huh? <laughs> yeah? It's just a series of like, uh, like sounds, <laughs> and then I don't know how I don't know Latin, but their their like Latin seal is basically just a Latin translation of the reason this is funny is because. Mm, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, speaking of that sitcom that we just wrote, we're talking. Dark, God, we're just continuing dark moments in our show I history. Know. Um, well, this is the dark moment because all of our listeners have now abandoned us. That's right. It's just you and I talking again, as always. It's back where um, we started. Ground zero. So, so, uh, so dark moments in, in sitcom history. Let's talk about this on a very okay. serious well, yeah, because you note, brought, because I have to you brought you. this topic up and I am curious, like where, where did it come from? Like the idea, I love the idea. Sure. Uh, but well, yeah, first off, as most of my great ideas, Haley gave it to me. Fantastic. Um, but we were, we were sitting around talking. It actually came from a situation in our real life. Uh, we were sitting around talking, waxing nostalgic about uh, uh, like favorite TV series that we used to watch growing up. And we stumbled And of onto... course, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so scared. The, the Jesse moment from Saved by the Bell came up. Is, is, that, what, As is that what it was? No, it wasn't. Oh, uh, it's usually it actually, what it is for me. It was actually something on my list, which I don't want to give away yet. Okay. Uh, But we started talking about just crazy things that we remember as kids from TV series. And we were like, did that like, like things that almost felt like maybe, maybe that didn't happen. And we just have like a fever dream about (laughs) like this TV series. Like, no, that did that. Wait a minute. Did they, No, no. you remember them actually doing that on the show? Oh, you, you, oh, so that happened. Remember the David the Gnome episode about like slave labor? <laughs> right. Do oh you do? Oh great. Um, great. So we I didn't just make that up. That's real, by the way, everybody. Sure. Um, but we did have that conversation. We had a conversation about 
sitcoms and like weird moments that we remember. And so I have had that conversation with so many people, which is why this episode idea was such a fun idea when you brought it to the table. Cause it's immediately goes back to, well, I remember talking to somebody about this. I remember this. Most of the time it involves the conversation of, Oh, and that episode was pulled from syndication. So you can't exactly. really see it anymore unless you have the DVD from 1998. Like I do. Uh, specifically, uh, I, again, I'm just going to reference some. They may or may not be on my list, but like the Boy Meets World episode where Sean becomes an alcoholic. Oh, sure. Like that episode just got pulled. It wasn't shown on television, but I had well, it on a DVD. I'm actually really glad that you brought that up because I want to talk to you about this. Um, that's kind of why I thought that this conversation, and we're going to get like topical here for a quick second we're gonna get like realistically dark like like actual like concerns of today's world um i wanted to do this topic before the possibility of some of these things that we're going to talk about getting pulled from syndication like right now yeah there is a trend currently happening and i feel comfortable speaking on this because i've seen many people people involved with the black lives matter movement even that have expressed like you pulling a TV show where a customer was wearing a mud mask or a person was wearing a mud mask because you're afraid that that comes off as racist, that's not what we're talking about. Right. Like you're, you're missing the mark, Hulu. You're missing the mark, these streaming platforms. Like, Wait, that's a very specific example. Did that happen? I missed yes, that story. So there is an episode of The Golden Girls of which – Okay. Uh, several of the girls are wearing mud masks like like and the makeup like like you, like, like a okay. facial mask yeah like, okay like okay skin repair sure sure and the episode has now been pulled because the fear that it depicted blackface to which oh wow there have actually like people have tweeted the scene like people involved in 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 the movements have tweeted the scene and said this is not racism and you're missing what we're talking about it's like you're trying to make an effort you're trying to show something but you're doing one the least possible thing and two the wrong thing exactly like it'd be like not- my house is on fire and you went and bought an egg mcmuffin and gave it to a homeless person like you did a thing you thought was nice but it and, didn't and- help me at all <laughs> exactly and so but I mean, episodes are getting pulled left and right. I mean, uh, there's an episode yeah. of 30, 30 Rock that got pulled. I did see that one. Um, yeah, I did. And I did read fair, about that one getting did, pulled. They did do blackface. Okay. And so they probably had a, a legitimate right to pull it. I think there's an episode of Community that got pulled. Um, I think maybe. maybe Scrubs is another one. But there's been... There's just some like random comedy right. series that have had episodes pulled. And so in a very legitimate state or statement, I want to talk about some of these episodes because one on my list does have something to do directly with um, like racism. Actually, so does and, one on mine. Oh, perfect. Maybe we matched on that one. Um, Maybe. But I actually, I tried to do action. Uh, this is going to be uh, Q. I'm going to honor you for a second. One of the things I tried to do with this, because it turned out to be harder than I thought, was I kind of broke it down into the categories like you have, like that you've done oh, in the I past. So I, have, so I have like, and I'll explain as we go into it, but 
like I kind of took a cue method on this one is saying, well, I needed to narrow these down. So like, for instance, I'll give you an example. One of mine is like a TGIF show. I don't want, I won't tell you which one, but there were a handful of these really dark, serious moments in all of the TGIF shows, like take your pick. And so I tried to kind of narrow those down into one that I wanted to talk about. Sure. So, and and we'll talk about which one that, that is. I will tell you that mine, I love that you did that. Thanks. That actually, you're welcome. It it was just, it was, I I like that, that method when I, when I'm having the hardest time picking five, because it's like these three would be great, but they kind of are the same thing. Well, can I talk to you about something um, TV, like TV related and kind of helps explain the concept of this episode as well, like further. I'm of the ilk that I personally love a sitcom that can balance humor with like heart, like humor, yes. but real world situations, humor, but like make me cry also potentially. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. That honestly, and that's one of the reasons and I've talked about it way too much on the podcast and in just life in general. But I think that's one of the reasons I gravitate back toward, towards boy meets world is because they and they went full spectrum of they went the super silliest sitcom nonsense. Oh man, like slapstick ridiculousness. Stuff that's like cringy to watch as an sure. adult. You're like, oh, well, this is like nowadays Disney Channel comedy. Right. All the way to like I am choking back tears because Alan Matthews is protecting his son's friend or whatever exactly. it may be. Like exactly. And I think that that speaks to the um the uh, yeah. the writers of the show that speaks to the quality of the show if you can take me from the range of laughing at right. you know people prat falling or slapping each other but then you can also make me cry because characters are having a very like deep serious emotional right. moment that speaks to me on the quality of a show and like one of the shows like you mentioned boy meets world but a mm-hmm. show that did that for me a lot and i've know i've sung the praises of this show on here on, on here before and just in our personal lives, but Scrubs. Scrubs yes. was one of the shows that did that for me. They dealt with very, I mean, cartoon-level right. antics, just, like, ridiculousness, but then also some, like, super heavy, real subject matter that yeah. also made you feel and go, wow, like, well, that actually kind of got to me. Scrubs was an interesting one as well because it was such a humorous show set in a very serious environment, and they use that to their advantage, to your point. But I mean, even in researching this list a little bit, I, would, I, I never watched Scrubs religiously. I didn't necessarily have anything against it. I just never got into it. But sure. I kept seeing Scrubs come up on other people's like discussions of this topic. And, and it makes sense because you're dealing with doctors and they're dealing with people's lives. And, you know, so, yeah, it, it's, it, it's interesting to me. Because you've mentioned Scrubs. We talked about, you know, Golden Girls and, and some sure. of the others, Boy Meets World. It's an interesting concept because I think you can you could get away with this more in the 80s and the 90s, especially, I mean, even in the 70s, like Norman Lear type of stuff. Like you could get away with more serious time you can now. And I remember reading, um, uh, oh, what was it? It was an interview with the guy who created Boy Meets World, uh, Mark Jacob, not Mark oh, yeah. Jacobs, mm-hmm. but. Um, Mark you Johnson? Know, My, Michael Jacobs. Michael Jacobs. There it is. Something like that. 
but he was talking about, oh, yeah, well, obviously with Girl Meets World, we weren't able to go as far as we were with Boy Meets World. And it kind of hit me. I was like, well, why not? It's Disney. And he's like, well, when we originally made Boy Meets, it was ABC. So the, right. the, the checks and balances were less. Like they didn't have as many restrictions and, because it was de- technically a network. And so sure. they just had still, standard network. Fair, still owned by Disney. Still, I mean, eventually, did they start that way? I don't think they started that way. They were uh, purchased eventually. I think they were, but I think it was during that time frame. It may have been, but did, that was when Disney had separation. They were like, oh, we ABC don't. ABC had like one Saturday morning. <laughs> That's right. The like, but then, Saturday like, morning cartoon series, and it was all. That Disney was back when like Saturday Touchstone morning. was like, oh, yeah, these aren't really Disney. <laughs> like, right. you know. When they wanted those barriers. Um, can, but yeah, with that, under the Disney moniker, they couldn't do any of that. And that's like all that exists now for teenage sitcoms. Well, I do want you know, to it's ask always you, the That's So Ravens. As both a parent and, you know, a human, mm-hmm. do you feel... Human parent, yeah. <laughs> do you feel that... Um, I don't know. Do you feel like that is a a needed kind of thing on television do you think that those hard conversations because for me as a kid growing up that's how some of the hard conversations were had with me you know what i'm saying like that's how i had some of those conversations because as a kid who was partially raised by television that's where i learned about some of these things that's where i dealt with some of these things so I do think that we have maybe sanitized too much to an extent. Um, and I think that I kind of, I kind of agree used, with you. If used appropriately, it could actually be a pretty good tool. You right. know what I mean? Well, it's kind of like, and I referenced this in a conversation um, recently, but you remember that black mirror episode that was about helicopter parenting and like, you know, she could oh, see yes, out of her guardian, daughter's. Yes. yes. And But there was that one element of it where there was that scary dog that she would walk by, and they kind of censored that out. They lowered the dog volume and kind of blurred it out so she wouldn't get scared, as opposed to her just having to face that fear and go by anyway and learn that defense mechanism and learn that, you know, uh, that bravery. And it's kind of – I kind of feel the same way about the television sanitation that you've talked about because I am a hundred percent in agreement with you. There were things on uh, family matters is one that comes up that I think yep. about, but you know, saved by the bell did it. Boy meets world did it a lot, but they, it was like, Oh, that is an experience that I have not had, but have heard about. And this makes me emotionally connect with it. So I can say like, well, what if one of my friends shows signs of being hit by their dad? Exactly. Like how, how would, Stephanie Tanner deal with this. Oh, right. that's how Stephanie Tanner dealt with this. Maybe that's how I could deal with this if that happens to me. And now it's in my, you know, my quiver of, you know, exactly. life experiences or life approaches or and, whatever it may be. And by all means, we're not saying live your life based how it would happen on a sitcom, but we are But things work out on sitcoms. So always. as close as we can get, let's let's uh, angle. Let's lay that away. But very Realistically, like you said, yes, I think it it introduces ideas mm-hmm. into certain people's lives that they may not be exposed to, right? On a, like through the through the direction of their own normal day to day, right? And I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. I think 
worst case scenario in a lot of these situations is it makes you aware of the plight of someone else. You know what I mean? It makes you aware that other people aren't necessarily going through the exact same life path that you are. And it opens your mind to being maybe more accepting of the fact that other people are experiencing things outside of what you experience. High five colon the deepness. Thank you. I, that's, it really means a lot to me. So while this, while this subject is, uh, hilarious and funny and some of the things are on my list just because I'm like, can you believe that they did that? That's kind Uh, of my number one and number five. Yes. My number one, God, I hope that we share the same number one because I would love my (laughs) here, here, I'll give you a hint. My number one is basically in that spot because of the drasticness of the move and just on paper what it is. Okay. So it might, it might be, I think it might be, and I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. Um, but I think that this is an opportunity to talk about those things. It's a talk. It's an opportunity to start the discussion of like, hey, well, you know, let us be the member berries for you and go, yeah. hey, you remember when you could talk about this on television? But you, hey, but you remember? I want to I wanna put that in a different framework before we get into our list, Q. Okay. Remember when it was okay to learn from things like this? Oh, Remember yes. oh, when it was God. okay to see it and experience it so you could learn? Remember? Yes. Yeah, you remember that? I think we should list. I think we should list. This is where we make a list. The list. List. All right, dude, that was a great. That was a great way to frame it, man. I'm very. I was going the like, the low brow, sticky way. And no, this is our. This is our deep ass episode. You made it very real. Comma ass episode. So I know that you can go deep, and so I want to. I want you to go balls deep <laughs> on your uh, on your number five. I want to know what what kind of kicks your list into gear, okay. if you will. So my number five is kind of my oddball category choice. It sure. is it is on my list because it is crazy dark, but it's low on my list because it's. It fits into that universe. So my number five is Rick and Morty bury themselves. Ah, uh, God. The, I, yes. Yeah. Yes. So it didn't make my list. Something else beat it out, but it was very, very close to be. But that's my oddball kind of like, of course it fits into Rick and Morty and in, their, in that context isn't super dark. But it, realistically, what happens is crazy dark. And, and I hey, love that it exists in that show. You're and it exists for me to watch. You're a music aficionado. Can I, I you enjoy what music. That song is that's played. They're like, ah, ah. you know what I mean? That plays oh. during that scene, like where they're. <sighs> I'd have to look it up. I can't tell you off the top but of my head. I will tell but... you that, like, talk about marrying some musical choices with some scenes. That oh, added man. so much weight to the scene when you're watching them just like assume their alter you know, universes lives and bury these like shattered bodies in the back. Exactly. Well, and and I love that it comes up later because it still affects Morty because of how dark it is. And I know that there are other moments in Rick and Morty that are dark, you know, and they play off of that. But to me, that one is one of those that's so dark on paper, but they play it as so normal. And that makes it almost worse for me. 
Yeah. But it's, but it was one of those, like, I, I could have gone like a Bojack Horseman, but kind of Bojack Horseman's whole thing is it's that it's dark. Right. So I, I needed more of an oddball that fit and Rick and Morty is a favorite. And, but there and was, are some of these that are more sitcom-y that sure. have a larger juxtaposition of the darkness. So and I number say, five, strong start, I hope. I will say that that's a, that is a strong start. Uh, Rick and Morty is a show that kind of does that frequently. Not like frequently right. where it's, you know, tropey, but frequently enough where I can think of several dark moments on yeah. the Rick and Morty. Yeah. One of the ones that always gets to me is all of the Mortys strapped to that dome and being tortured. <laughs> right, because they can't see through Mortys or whatever. Yes. And like just the concept and there's like this weird moment where Morty like realizes that like those are people what a, what a horrifying predicament this is and yeah. that it's all him. Ugh. That kind of shit, like Rick and Morty's good at that. Of like, you're like, ha ha, yes. we're laughing, we're poking fun at things, and then you're like, oh shit, like that's really a dark. Rice, thing. that's dark. <laughs> like, that's a scary, scary thing. Um, so yeah, so that's a great, yeah. that's a great number five, dude. I thank I really, you. I really am on board with that. Now, for my number five, I'm gonna be honest. I put one on there, but wasn't sure that it qualified. So I have a swing option if it doesn't. You know what? Lay it on me, and I will. I'll be bluntly honest whether or not I think it qualifies. You can strike it down. Now, here's the thing: I don't know that this show can be qualified as a uh, sitcom, and that's oh, that's, that's, that's where the problem. okay, that okay, was the problem. What's I, the show? I, well, <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you my the choice. Oh, okay, and okay, if okay. you say no, that doesn't work, then I have an alternate. Okay, okay. Uh, so my choice was Sesame Street. When Big Bird deals with Mr. Hooper's death. Like Mr. Hooper, real person on Sesame Street, real actor, dies in real life, and they use the episode Ooh. to teach Big Bird about death. I mean, and like I said, if you don't think it qualifies, I, I have a swing, but I, I kind of want to hear your swing. Okay. Because I think I, I do, I can totally make an argument for that, but what's your swing? My swing was uh, Fry's dog on Futurama. Oh, okay. Waiting, waiting twelve years and then dying and turning that into a That one was almost on my list. Yeah, and that's why it's at my number five. Is because like Futurama is another is like Rick and yep. Morty for me. It's very like stupid slapsticky, yep. but at the same time, like it does have a few moments where it gets a little like heavy. And it just like, hits you, yeah. And you're like, wowzers. And There's fry, some like the whole fry, fry and Lena situation. stuff that that'll yes. get me. Um, the, the one where he puts on the whole musical for her. Ooh. Yes. Oh man, that one. Oof. But yes, Fry's dog. That one was almost on my list. Oh man, that one's really good. I man, I, the thing is, I do think Futurama is more of a sitcom, sitcom. over Sesame Street because I Sesame agree. Street has baked in like we need to teach you things, and so for right. me, it it's feels like, like an educational it should. Skit program. It's almost like the Mr. Rogers when he does the pool, you know, the swimming pool with the mailman. Sure, it's sure. like, yes, of course that's deep and of course that's serious, but it's kind of baked into the DNA of the show. Okay, so totally so, fair. But I do want to talk about it because we don't have to talk about it, but I did want to mention it yeah. because that is like we had talked about I right love before, that it's – I want those things to exist. Yes, yes. Right before we had talked, you know, go into our lists, we talked about – there are certain shows out there that could teach kids appropriate ways to deal with things. 
And right. that was a really important episode. And normally, you know, Sesame Street deals with numbers and letters and learning sure. the alphabet and learning colors. But this one was like learning about a situation that may at some point touch and will touch yeah. every single one of us. You know what I mean? Well, and I and Sesame Street is actually, I feel very good about that. I mean, or they want to be very good about that. I don't know if they always hit the mark, but they they want to be very good about that because. And I don't know if it started with with what you're talking about there with we kind of need to address that this actor died and death is a real part of life. So let's talk about it. But you know, they've done that where they've introduced, you know, um, old characters onto the show or puppets, you know, with, with mental illnesses or, or whatever they had it may a be puppet with AIDS. At one I point. think they did or HIV or something right, like that. Right. And, yeah. You know, and they did the, the most recent thing where almost dad talks about racism. And so they, they want to be able to, to do those things and whether it started there or they had seat, you know, scenes before sure. that, that were very tough. I think that they have a good track record of that, which I appreciate them for and want them to continue to do. So agreed. So another yeah, high five, the one fun, not my BS and Sesame street. Yay. <laughs> uh, but yes, I'm so glad because, one. because the, the fry, uh, the fries dog one was one I considered for my kind of oddball number five and it sure. got beat out by Rick and Morty. But to have this like, animal oh sadly but like honorably wait for him outside he gets fossilized like he just stayed there because (laughs) he was just waiting like the the implications of the mindset of that dog are what hits me so hard it's the concept that this dog was like he'll come back he's gonna be here he's gonna come back he's gonna come back and he's gonna get me and that is like that makes me want to cry now <laughs> just saying thinking, it. just thinking about it like i have a dog as well oh, yeah and he is super lovable and i could just the sad part is i could genuinely imagine him doing the same thing if Haley and i got up and left uh, forever just, just bailed he would just wait and starve by the window like waiting for us to come back well and nero so, is the same way you know nero yes and just sit and wait. Exactly. And so it just, it felt real. Oh. It felt emotional. It felt sad. And um, it's dark. But it is very dark. But at the same time, that's kind of Futurama's thing is like, let's do right. things that are shocking. You know right. what I mean? So it, that's why it's low on my list is because it felt more like appropriate with their show because you're like, yeah, okay. Yep. This feels about right. The Rick and Morty thing all over again for me, right. but yep. I agree. Um, I like that we're kind of on the same wavelength in yeah. choosing. Um, so that makes me very interested and intrigued to hear your number four. Okay, so my number four is uh, is a favorite in the house of ours. Um, I think it's a favorite of yours, but it's it's from Golden Girls. Oh, sure. And, yeah, it's, absolutely. and it's when Rose thinks that she may have AIDS. Uh, I oh. think... I think the episode is like 48 or 72 hours or however long that she has to wait for the test result oh, to come sure, back. Yep. And I, it, this one was more recent because, uh, you know, during quarantine, we have, uh, you know, uh, binge watched a handful of shows, uh, Seinfeld and, Girls has been one. And, and Golden Girls has been one that, that, that Amanda has rewatched. And so I get to hear them and see them. And, and I remember just like seeing that episode and being like, woof. This one, because the whole episode is uh, Rose gets a letter or gets called from someone that says a blood transfusion that she had gotten 
it turns out the person that she got the transfusion from may have had AIDS or HIV and she needs to get tested. So she may have AIDS or HIV. Yes. And the whole thing, the whole episode was like Rose freaking out for 72 hours waiting for the test results to come back, which that is unbelievably relatable. If you've ever waited for like a chest X-ray or a pregnancy test or a blood test to come back and you're just waiting on the results and the anxiety that, that drives that. And, but one of the things that's so great about golden girls and shows like that, that do things like this is that they used it because Rose was like, I'm a good person and good people don't get AIDS. And then be Arthur queen of everyone. It's like, that is a myth. Good people get sick and AIDS is a sickness. And that means it has nothing to do with the quality of a person. And, and like, but, um, um, which is such a real perception. Like yes. a lot of times people will, will perceive people that these maladies happen to as somehow deserving of right. like whatever is happening to them. Well, and this is the, you know, early nineties or whenever that episode aired, sure. like this is the time when people were still, I even think Demonized. in the show, um, McClanahan's character, she, uh, um, Rue not, Blythe. Character? not Blythe, who am uh, I thinking of Amanda? McClanahan's character, Blanche. Yeah. I, I wanted to say Blythe, but Blanche. 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 Blanche was like worried. You know, she's like, "Oh, I don't want to be near Rose." You know, I I don't want her to like touch things in the house, and right. so it actually dealt with all the different perspectives of that issue. And it was dark for Golden Girls, but again, necessary, needed, great, and it's an awesome episode. Like, it's a very will- good episode. I will say there is an episode, speaking of that, that has come up and been brought to my attention recently because it is not unusual, once again, for Golden Girls to address like topical no. subjects like that. One of the ones that they did that I watched recently was um, had Don Cheadle on the episode. Wait, is it like Iron? Uh, like actual Don Cheadle. <laughs> actual cannibal Don Cheadle? Yeah. Uh, was on an episode, and he was talking with Rose – She's the southern one, right? Yes. Okay. She no, no. Rose. Well, Rose is the one from like Oklahoma, like small town and yes. wherever she's. Okay. She Betty White. Had, she had, oh, then it's not Betty White. It's. You're it's talking a, about Blanche. Blanche. So Blanche uh, was like very, like wanting, it was dealing with a Confederate flag. Oh, really? Yes. No, I had, was, I don't remember that, that episode. She was like working at a hotel or something where there was a Confederate flag hanging and she said that it was part of her heritage. It was like a I grew up with this. It doesn't mean anything bad. And basically Don Cheadle is like, "Yes, it does. That means it means something very bad to people like me." Do you remember like the me. Confederate flag episode? That's in the follow-up show after Golden Girls when Blanche and Rose go get a hotel. So oh. it's not. It's like an after. There's a there's a show that happens after Golden Girls where they go get a hotel. Like they buy and operate a hotel. I was about to say that's why I must and not have seen episode, this episode. There's an episode where Blanche is celebrating her Southern heritage. Yes. Right. Wearing like a Southern belle dress and she's showing the Confederate flag and it becomes a very uncomfortable episode where one of her employees who happens to be black. Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Confronts her about it. Oh man, I haven't seen that episode. It's an amazing episode. Oh, I haven't seen that. I okay. didn't know there was a Perfect. follow-up show to the Golden Girls. Man, I am. Oof, I'm not the expert I in the house. I can take. I can take the, the episode off the list if you want Golden Girls on there. Uh, you're right then. 
<laughs> uh, we're not taking shit off the list. Uh, but no, to your point, yes, that they were great about doing that. And, about dealing with that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, and so that's uh, why it's think, on my list. I think that's a solid choice. And weirdly, once again, kind of shares a through oh. thread with my, Please. my number four. So my number four is Scrubs. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Um, in the episode, and I, I wish I had saved like the names of these episodes. We should probably put that in, uh, like the I don't know the episode description or something. Okay, yeah. I can do uh, that. I'll yeah, I'll I'll find the episode I don't know names. Why I'll, I didn't do that? Like put the I episode number so too. that people could have watched it. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's Scrubs, and the concept, and here's where the through line hits, is uh. Three patients get organ transplants from. A, this is the I saw other people yeah, talk about this episode. From a person who has died that had rabies, and it ends up killing all three of the patients. And but isn't it like the same doctor who does it or something? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, and it is such a brutal, like realistic, and it's one of the mm. reasons where I always think of the phrase "how to save a life" or the. What what band is that? That's the, is it the fray? the fray? They're like yeah. how to save a life. Save a life. Yeah, yeah, I remember up... well, when you said the phrase, as in the possessive of the fray. I oh, thought yeah, you no. meant I like the phrase, the saying, no, how no, to no, save no. a life. And I'm like, that's like that song about the fray. Yeah, no, the phrase uh, <laughs> apostrophe. Yes. How to save a life? They use that over that episode, oh. and, which has now become like a trope in every medical show. I think sure. is used that. I mean, it's how to save a life. It like goes hand in hand. And it's with a medical, sad song with it, medical it, dramas. It um, pings the heartstrings of your emotions. But it really did, and it wasn't a very. It was a very emotional moment because you're seeing. Uh, I believe it's Doctor Cox. Mm -hmm. It's the um, main one, right? Yeah. Okay. Deal with. Um, the loss of these patients and basically making a mistake that was kind of out of his hands. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it's not that he's directly responsible for something, but he feels the responsibility. But he still did it. Yeah. He still did this and these people died and it's a really emotional episode. And I remember when uh, Gabby, my oldest was born, we were doing a rewatch of uh, Scrubs. Nice. And we uh, had the DVDs in the uh, delivery room, and we were watching them nice. while while their mom was recuperating. And uh, I watched that episode, and it made me like cry. And I don't know if it's because of the emotion of the situation, sure, but it like really like it got me. It killed me. And there are there are episodes that I just that leave those lasting impacts on on you like that you just think about and you're like oh that's a gut punch or i mean it's still a it, boy meets world reference again but like the finale of when they all tell mr feeney goodbye it's oh just a God. gut punch it's like that left an impact on me and i can very visibly think about that. that scene and remember that scene and i'm sure that that's the same way for this scrubs for you honestly exactly. my number three is kind of what is my collection of those types of Thanks. I, I love that. So tell me, what is, what is your number three? Okay. So my number three is kind of my TGIF category. Sure. It's the, like the Disney channel, ABC family shows that, that were silly, that made, you know, that I, 
related to as a preteen and teenager, but they would have those gut punch moments. And so I went back and forth for a lot of them. Obviously I mentioned the Sean is an alcoholic and he like pushes Angela. That's a big yeah. one. That was really dark for that show. Uh, but Boy Meets World had a couple of those where people like, you know, Sean's girlfriend's getting a beat up by her dad and he's hiding it from her sure. or hide her, hiding her from him. Um, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air had a couple of good ones. Like, why doesn't yep. my dad like want me, man? Or, right. oh man, remember when Will Smith got a gun or yes. when Carlton got a gun? In no, Fresh and Will, Will Smith got shot. Shot. And then Carlton yes. gets a gun. Yes. So th those were all kind of floating around. But the one that honestly stuck with me the most and the one that I put on my list was from Family Matters. And yeah. it's when it's when Eddie gets pulled over by a racist cop sure. and then his dad has to confront the other cop and he's just like blatantly honest about it. Sure. And I don't know if it's the same episode, but there's also an episode where someone wait, spray wait, paints. Wait, don't, 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 don't. Okay. Is that the same episode or <laughs> Dude, is that a different episode? It's a different episode, but okay. you have like literally in that moment, you threw out like 18 examples, which could all be on my list. You're like spoiling so much. No, that, no, no, no. I'm, you're not, don't indicate which ones are on your list. This is just I'm general discussion. I know, but it's the, it's the idea of like, I get to throw something out that people haven't thought of. It's like stealing the thunder on some things. <laughs> okay, sorry. I didn't if think of it that way. you all just... of them, when I get to it, if I'm like, oh, and this happened, and people and who are it... listening to this episode are going, oh, yeah, I just heard Jay say that like 10 minutes ago. Tell me more about it now. Valid. Okay, we'll go into yours. But, yes, mine is the racist cop from Family Matters. I really love that. I really do. I, I think that's a solid choice. I think Family Matters was a perfect vehicle um, because outside of, like, the Cosby show. Right. Um, in that time period, that was kind of your window or a representation of a black family. Yes. Um, well, and, and so, it was, and the Cosby show was very great and groundbreaking about like, this is a very upper class, like exactly. black family and, and then, and, and how it was written and very funny and loving and together. And family matters was more like, this is middle-class kind of black family. And this is what, what they deal with and and it was for me yeah. like i said and the reason it left an impact was it was my window into that because growing up in memphis and growing up it, it obviously i was surrounded by it just like everybody else sure but it wasn't this was my way to to experience right that wasn't your that. your life experience yes and so i know I, I totally agree i think that's great i think i think that between family matters and good times Yes. Um, those were and really I watched like, way more Family Matters than than I watched of Good Times. Well, Good Times or different strokes. Sure. Good Times was essentially the um the Roseanne of black family cultures. Right. Like it was a lower income family and they dealt with um more of the like street level things right. that could happen to okay. like the like a black American sure life you know obviously sanitized for television but it was in the time frame right of which you know uh all in the family existed so you right. were your restrictions on on scrubbing things clean were not necessarily as tight as they are now which uh, is now good which time, is also which is also a good example all in the family love to do stuff like this i agreed uh, but good times isn't on my list i just i respect your choice because i do think it is a is a television perspective that is often not seen 
Right. You don't often get to see racism from the perspective of the black character. And it was such an interesting episode of it happened to Eddie and he was very upset by it. And it kind of was like, I was fearful growing up of being pulled over by the cops for a completely different reason. But then this episode, I was like, no, cops can't do that. I remember it was one of those things like this is for television. Like this can't be real. And then obviously I learned and was educated better growing up and through friends and through relationships. But the thing that got me was when Eddie's dad, obviously, you know, uh, Bell Johnson goes and confronts the other police officer because as he's a police officer and he's like, listen, my son said this and, you know, I want to get your perspective. And the guy's like, yeah, he shouldn't have been there because he's black. And it was so just gut punch of no one can be this racist. And then it was like, but people are, are. and that's and what that's- stuck with me about it. And, and more so than like the Jesse's I'm so scared. Like all those sure. like TGIF type, you know, teen drama shows that did these things that one always just left the deepest impact of this can't be real, but it is right. No, totally agreed. And I will say this. So that, that kind of takes me to my number three. Cause once again, okay. we do share a through line that my number three is also a TGIF series. Nice. I know we've been like following each other in, I like in this. ways through our whole list. So my number three is one that you've mentioned already. Okay. Um, my number Ooh, which three one? is uh, the Boy Meets World Sean drinking episode. Oh, that one is so, and that one is one that I referenced earlier. That one did get pulled from syndication. The yes. only way to see that one was it if you had the, like the DVD box sets, yep. which I own. <laughs> because here's the deal. Um, this one gut punched me in a different way. And I'll tell you why. Because, you know, Boy Meets World, as you said, does deal with a lot of different things. They've dealt with Sean being in a cult. They've dealt with, you know. That one is also great. With one of their friends getting beat up kind of thing. But this one was the first one that where I saw one of the characters that I cared about. That you loved. Painted in a, like, oh, man, he also can do damage. You know yeah. what I mean? He also could be bad. And it hurt me to watch him deal with that and then yes. to see how it affected people. And when he shoves Angela, oh, that was one of the things where I was just like, no, like, Sean, no. Like, why would you? No. <laughs> like, like, but then you also were like, especially, uh, you know, through different parts of that show. And one of the reasons I liked Boy Meets World is I would. I would associate with Eric in some scenes or with, you know, obviously Corey is the main one, but right. I would associate with Sean in some scenes. And there's part of me that's like, I know that there's that anger in myself as well. And like when it happens and then, it, you know, congrats to Ryder Strong, he conveys it very well, but like the immediate, what have I done type of, right? oh, it's just, it was just, it's heart wrenching. Yeah. And you connect with it. But then also like, it was just, it was something, like I said, it was something that's different than any other ones on my list where mm-hmm. it was actually one of the characters that I love that is the one who is doing the bad thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's yes. the one who is, who is causing the hurt to other people. Yes. And so that affected me just in a totally different kind of way. Instead of just being like a, uh, a observer and going, oh, yes, 
look as my character as you know the characters are my surrogate and they're watching a bad thing happen to someone right. instead my surrogate is now the bad person and so it hurt me as if i had done it you right. know what i mean like it made me feel dirty and sad in a yes. way that that none of the other things on my list have it is at my number 3 because there are some that i find to be more shocking i guess that i i, I I'm, I'm in that same boat and once again boy meets world it was no stranger to right talking tough topics you know what i mean and hard things i agree but this one in particular affected me for all of those reasons because i genuinely it was a whole new fresh perspective right for me on the on the dark moment you know what i well, mean well and and obviously it was shared because that episode got pulled. So it these like it's one of these where almost by just example and data, it's verified that you should have felt that way. And then that show makes people feel that way. And so Which, yeah, honestly, I I and, agree. And it it could contribute to the fact that like I'm not a huge drinker. I drink, but I'm not yeah, a huge drinker. Sure. I have dealt with people in my life with alcohol abuse problems. And as a kid, it kind of shined a light on those things yeah. that, like, it's not just something that happens to other people. Like, if you're right. not careful, it's a slippery slope kind of thing. And I think it, it I learned a lot from that episode. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's uh, my I agree. number three, man. And that's why. Oof. So two TGIFs to round out our t our bottom. Three. I was about to say, I think I need, I think I need a little bit of a purge need a break. break? <laughs> and, and to get some, uh, get some, uh, you know, commercials in my life to lighten things up. It got, it got dark right. in here. Right. Too bad. It's all funeral home commercials for this higher commercial break. So anyway. They're delicious and also super spicy. Kizzle Rizzle Horseradish Fizzles. You know you want it in your mouth. Kizzle Whizzle Horseradish Fizzies. You're going to eat it until you puke. Guzzle Whizzies Horseradish Fuzzles. <laughs> That's not even the name. Guzzle Wieners Horseradish Fuzzles. We've eaten so many we forgot who we are. I can't taste my tongue. Everything is burning. Guzzle Whizzles Horseradish Fizzies. Come and get some or not. Fizzies! Well, you know you've got a problem when you've got to call Captain Buford's Gopher Patrol. Do you have gophers that are giving you problems? Do you have a regiment of critters? Do you have underground explosives ready to blow those little motherfuckers out of their holes? Do you have a stomach that can take taking the life of an innocent critter? I love it. Come on down to Captain Buford's Gopher Patrol. We'll make sure them gophers stay the hell out of here. All right. Well, those were Back. depressing. Do you, do you feel clean now? Do no, those were super depressing. Those were the worst. Yeah. It was so sad, right? The so one sad. With just with just a little girl crying about not being able to find her mommy and daddy for like 25 minutes. I know. I don't even know why we accepted their money, but it was a lot know. of money. And it was, exactly. it was just like well, a recording of a little just, girl lost in Target. You just answered your own question. It was a lot of money. Oh, it was a lot of money. That's why. So, 
know, <gasps> we'll do anything well, for money. <laughs> Welcome let's, to uh, let's, the podcast. Let's pep this up a bit, Q, by talking about the two darkest moments <laughs> that we can possibly think of. Perfect. I love it. I couldn't think of a better way to raise people's spirits <laughs> than by smashing them into the floor. <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, so, oh, I was just going to say, what, what could possibly be, because you've listed some really like okay. heavy, solid sitcom moments for your bottom three. So what could possibly have made your, your number two? So my number two is actually one that I wasn't familiar with until a little bit ago. And it was okay. some, it was in a conversation that I was having with someone that was similar to this and they referenced this episode and then I went and looked it up. And it is so uncomfortable and it has stuck with me for so long that that's why it's at my number two. And it's a show I've mentioned, but it's all in the family. And okay. it's, and it's when Edith gets oh, sexually yes. assaulted on her birthday. Mm-hmm. Yep. And someone mentioned this to me and I was this. like, there is no way that that happens in that show. And they're like, no dude, it's like they never show the episode, but you can find it on YouTube. So I went and found it on YouTube and the idea it's so real, it is so uncomfortable. And for people who haven't seen it, let me give you just a quick summary of what happens is right. it's, it's all in the family. You know, all in the family, family guy oh, spoofs yeah. their intro and Edith is, Oh my God. So we love Edith. She's so nice. And she a is. cop, comes to her house and tells her that they're investigating the area because pe- women have been being sexually assaulted. And then it quickly turns into, it's obvious that it's him. He pulls a gun on her and starts to sexually assault her. And it's her birthday and he's allowed, he's able to do it because everybody is next door pretending like prepping a surprise party or something. And yeah. then they will pop in and like the uncomfortableness continues just through the episode. Cause they'll pop in and he'll hide in the closet. And then Edith is like trying to get someone's attention and they leave because they're planning a part. Yeah. It's so uncomfortable. And then the dude like gets away and then the police come back later and she has an emotional breakdown, which is even more uncomfortable. And it was, exactly. I just, it has stuck with me for so long and it is so uncomfortable to watch. So it was, catapulted up on the list like it was easily when when you reached this topic it was immediately two or three i think that's fantastic i mean obviously that's not what (laughs) i love that that happened to Edith. but i will say this man and once again you know we try not to get overly political on the show but i think right now your number three and four are so current Because both your three and four deal with police officers. Wait, three and four or two and three? Oh, I'm sorry. Two and three. Yeah, two and three. three, Your three your three and two both They do. I didn't even think of that, but they do. Uh abusing the power that they have in two very different ways. Right. Also in two separate ways that in reality have been shown to happen and are all too powerful. And maybe that's why right now they they just connect with me so much. Maybe that's it. Even beyond that, Jay, think about it. Think when these episodes came out, right? All in the family, we're talking the 70s, right? 60s, 70s. Uh, Family Matters, we're talking the 80s, early 90s. Yeah. I think it started in like 89. I think you're right. But yeah, I think the the core of it. Canon is early 90s, yeah. So here's the deal. Right now, people are super upset about everything that's going on with police corruption. Dude, people have been making and talking about this for 30 to 40 years. Right. Like, 
Like this is nothing new. What we're dealing with right now is not just, you know, oh, this just started happening in the past 10 years. Right. They've had, if, they, if it makes a television episode, that means somebody in that writer's room was touched by something similar right. to that. You know it's what like, I mean? Exactly. And I mean, it's even funny. Now that you mentioned that, I look at my n- number four, which was the Golden Girls health scare. And I think of what's going on right now with the pandemic. Right. So, of course, yeah. health concerns connect with me right now. Yeah. So, oh, man. Yeah, there's definitely, and, there's definitely some current themes in here that I did not realize until right now. My number two, my number two continues that trend, dude. Oh, please. I, I love that we're on the same trend. And we may actually share the number one because the fact that you I haven't so. mentioned what I'm thinking – Makes me think that we we share it. My my number two is uh, similar to some of your previous ones. It it's on trend with your choices in the instance that it's very current, and that okay. is something else that you mentioned earlier, which is the Family Matters episode. Where, okay, this is where you stop me. What? Yeah, where the N word is spray painted onto Laura's locker, and not not like not blocked the out. N-word. Like the full word. And that is why it made my number two, because in my mind, because that is such a terrible yeah. word, right? And that's, 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 a, that's, that's not that's the a, same episode that I was, I thought those were the same episode, which maybe, is why maybe, it was on my list. Maybe they are. I, I, I thought can't imagine they, they do both episodes. They may be. I don't remember. Someone in the comments dealt, can let us know. I thought they dealt with, with like police profiling in one and then Laura dealing with this at school and, in a different one. I, could totally be wrong and if you know what i bet I, I bet you're right that's two those are two two heavy things to have in, in a single episode but maybe yeah, and I, if it I, and if it does then awesome we shared that episode <laughs> yeah but i put it at my number two that scene specifically mm-hmm. because as a kid i remember watching this episode and i will say that i would that to me is the equivalent of a television show writing fuck on the screen yeah. And just or like the view. or like the c word or something, right? Some, but like something that is not allowed to be on television, mm-hmm. and so it hit me in a different way because I was like, "This is serious enough that like this is being allowed to be shown yeah. on television." You know what I mean? So it affected me. It it made it more serious. Like it got my attention. Mm-hmm. Well, just the As, fact that it's like is such a terrible. Oh, and that's word. what it made like, me just feel like. Seeing it is just like it, it made me cringe. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm, a, I'm a white, Caucasian dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it is not at all the experience that I had. But I remember watching that as a kid and feeling just this sense of just like sourness in my stomach. Mm-hmm. Like it made me feel so gross. To gross is this. a good word for that. Yes. It made me feel so gross to watch this on television and to think that, and uh, this is, you know, I I don't know if this is ego or what, but to put myself in the same, like it made me ashamed to be a white person because it was, it was perpetrated by white teenagers in her school. And it made me feel like, Ooh, like I hope that my black friends don't worry about that kind of thing from me. But then it also made me think my black friends have to worry about this in general from somebody. Yeah. may not be me, but from somebody. 
And it, it like really affected me kind of like the Sean thing did, but it affected me more because I mean, it didn't affect me more. It affected yeah. me in a different way than the Sean thing because once again, it was a totally different perspective for me. It, it mm -hmm. somehow put into context for me the the pain that she was experiencing in that episode, but in a way that me as a white person could understand it, even though I had never and will never yeah. experience something like it. Well, and one of the things, and maybe this is why I thought they were the same episode, but it's still that feeling that I have of there is no way that someone this bad exists, but they do. And having that, that juxtaposed knowledge at the same time of seeing it and being like, this is heightened for TV, this can't be real, but then also knowing that it is way more real than TV could show me. And like and, I said, I mean... And, that it, is it the was, same feeling I have with the racist cop one. It's like, this can't be real, but it is, and I hate it. it. Exactly. And like I said, I mean, like I, I can't express enough the fact that they aired the word unblurred yeah. out in its entirety. It felt to me like something that's, that's not allowed on television. Like, it's not anymore. I know, but, at the, but what I'm saying is, is like at the time, I was so shocked to see it. Mm -hmm. which in a way was exactly what I needed. Yeah. I needed to be shocked. I needed for, cause the TV might as well have like grabbed me by the collar and been like, look, <laughs> like head butted you. It was like yeah. that scene in, in uh, dream warriors and nightmare on Elm street three. It's just like, it grabs you and shoves you into the TV. And it's yeah. like, you're gonna experience this. You're going to look at this and it's going to be uncomfortable and you're going to feel like you're doing something wrong. And you know what? This word is wrong, and you should feel like that, and you should cringe at the sight of it, and you should feel uncomfortable, and you should – you know what I mean? It, See, all it the good things we learned from TV that we're talking about earlier. That's why I'm not saying this needs to be shown, but like things like this, people need to be shocked and need to be confronted with the realities that they just don't want to think exist. Exactly. And so that's why it made my number two, man. It, it shook it's me a strong in a different one. way, and, and it really was. Yep. Um, so now we're at our number one, which I really, really, really hope is shared. Almost, and I'm, and I'm confident because it hasn't been on your list, and I know you're confident because it hasn't been on my list. And so I want to, can we like on three say it? And if it's the wrong thing, we'll just go and both explain it. <laughs> Here. Here, I'll uh, let me do this. Let me tease. Let me like intro tease it, and then you can say it with me because I I, I feel like I'll give okay, it away perfect. to you. I love it because like the thing is, I had to go way far back in time to find this selection. Yes, like yes. It, it it was like it was like prehistorically in my DNA. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so my number and the thing about it, and again, it's I I put it on there because it was so crazy out of character for the show dude because my number one is dinosaurs, dinosaurs when they the freeze the series to death. finale when they freeze to death jesus they killed the entire family they killed <laughs> that, everyone that's the and that's why it's number one on my list is that yes of course a show about dinosaurs could end with extinction sure but the course. fact that it does and it's not a gag, and it's not pulled back at the last moment, is mind-blowing. To this day, it's mind-blowing. Dude, 
the out of the whole thing because the whole scene is dark and let's we'll break it down not too much because now we get to do a whole episode (laughs) i know jinxies yes but i will say there's one scene that fucking like makes my butthole pucker at how dark it was and that is the very end a newscaster comes up and he says good night and then there's a pause and then he just says goodbye and it black screen. Yeah. And I was just like, what? And just like, like the, the, there's, I'm so cold. And oh, yes. oh. the fucking oh. baby. And then Earl, Earl did it. Like he brought a, about the fucking extinction of dinosaurs. And there's like conversations about them being like, well, whatever happens, like at least we're together. <laughs> it, oh, yeah. And again, because the show is basically what if Roseanne, but with dinosaur puppets, like that's sure. the concept of this show. And it would be like if Roseanne ended with all of them dying in a home invasion. Well, one of them did. <laughs> yeah. Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> Not in a home invasion, but like it did end with one of them dying and Roseanne basically saying that none of the characters were the characters that they've been the entire series. Sure. But they didn't all get murdered. Yeah, that's true. Just shot in the face. Yeah, like that's the end of the show as they sit down to watch the news and someone breaks into their house and murders them all. But also, let's say too, Roseanne is is decidedly a more adult sitcom. Yeah. Dinosaurs. So even then, it would be harsh and out of out of character. Yeah. Dinosaurs isn't even on that level, and they went further. Right. Yeah. Dinosaurs is giant puppets man this is like a obviously you know people will argue that it, it is a family sitcom so there is and there is definitely adult humor throughout the whole oh, of course of course but kids are gonna be attracted to it because it's giant anthropomorphic dinosaurs you know what i mean like it's and a there's show, babies hitting people with frying right. pans it's a show marketed towards families and children and so the fact to just end the series by killing all of the characters is mind-boggling and like you said of course of course they kill them because the truth is dinosaurs don't exist anymore <laughs> yeah like now but, it could have james gandalfay like it could have you know the uh uh the sopranos just sort of ended you know and without the extinction of the dinosaurs sure what happened yeah like or it could have just ended this family story and not the entire species story like it could have just ended but it didn't (laughs) like there's like and it's one of those things of i imagine it was thrown out of like what if we just ended with the extinction and killed them all and i was like oh that's funny and then they just did it they like they somehow got back around to that being the idea yeah yeah it's it's brilliant it is definitely the one of it is the darkest moment yeah sitcom history because you can't tell me that any other sitcom has just killed every single character in their show to end the show exactly they may have moved away or they may have like ended on a note where the main character dies but other people are freed or whatever but that no show has been like they're all dead exactly i love and it's not like though they were a dream like general hospital or whatever that was or uh whatever that uh uh, fire (laughs) st elmo's place or whatever it was Uh, yeah but like yeah, it's, it's not all, like even they were all, all a dream. A snow globe. <laughs> no, they're <laughs> just dead. Autistic child. No, no, they were alive. You watched them and connected with them, and now they're right. all dead. And now they're End dying. Of show. Slowly. Yeah. 
They're all going to freeze to death. Goodbye. And it's sad. Bye. And it literally <laughs> says, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> like, Ugh. we're all dead. Goodbye. Still gives me chills just thinking about it. But, yeah, that's why it's my number one. It's just that it was term. so dark. Same. That's why it's my number one. I'm glad that we mirrored each other along the list. I'm glad that we shared that. I cannot wait to do, and maybe we don't just deep dive into that episode. Maybe we do, like, a little mini dinosaurs retrospective. Oh, that would be fun. And we can end with we that. We can chances. end with a yeah. conversation of that. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Um, so Oof. people have that to look forward to. All right, man. So we've done that. Uh, right, we need to get a list, to, right? Yeah, we need like to make a, the ultimate list. All right. So, so I mean, obviously, number one is going to be Dinosaurs Freeze Dinosaur series finale. Right. Yeah, For that, sure. that's, that's it. Sure. Now, I will say we both have a Family Matters moment. So I think Family Matters should be on there, but the question of is which one? I think it should be number two because if you take the average, like mine was three, years was two, so it would pull it up towards two. Now, and which, honestly, see, which moment though? Which I kind of want to go with yours because it's really? so visibly shaking, and and ours both deal with the same issue, but I think yours maybe is more impactful. Sure. Can I? So can I want to go with that one. Can I, because I really like, and it's one I didn't even think of. I really like your all in the family edition. Can we make that number three? Yeah, sure. I, I was going to, I was going to fight for it to be number three. Cause I, and it's I, just so jarring. It really is. And again, like you said, it's so, it is so prescient as in like what is happening in the world today. That, ep that episode, the number two episode, we're on the verge of a mass extinction like dinosaurs. So, you know, all of these things are very, very, common. very, very relevant. Um, uh, so, okay. Four and five. I so can. I had, I had the Golden Girls and Rick and Morty. So, and you I, had uh, Fry. What was your number four? Your number four, Scrubs. Scrubs. Ooh. Now, I will say this because my number three is Boy Meets World Drunk Sean. And I would really fight, I would really like that to be number four. Um, you know what? I'm I okay think, with that just because I. I love Boy Meets World. And I think uh, so that I'm... that, once again, if we're making a list and we're Quentinizing it, as you have said earlier, then it does represent, yet again, a different type of darkness. This is a yeah. darkness that is portrayed to you by your surrogate, by the audience right. surrogate. You know what I mean? Um, so I like that. So the five is where it's going to be hard because we've got I'm... Scrubs, we've got Rick and Morty, we've got Fry's Dog. Um mm. Part of me feels like I kind of want to. Oh man! Part of me I, feels like Fry's dog is out. Yeah, I think the other three definitely would be over Fry's dog. I I would say, man, I do I do I like, like the Rick, Rick and, and Morty. I like the Rick and Morty one, but also the other two are both health related, and I think that someone dealing with the death of people is darker than someone dealing with I, the anxieties yeah. around. Test results. And I say, I say we go with Golden Girls, honestly. Because oh, really? I feel, I feel like, yeah, because I feel like it also is still more current. The fear that somebody has something, you're seeing it from multiple perspectives. You're seeing it from the fear of the person who is like, oh my God, maybe I'm sick, which is what we're feeling right now with COVID. You could have right. it and you don't know. But then you also have the fear of other people who are like, don't touch my things. I may get sick from you which is also a very current issue. So I, I genuinely you know what? feel I'm, like. 
I'm fine with that. I love that. I love that Golden Girls makes the list. So, so here's, uh, let me read what we've got and let me see how you feel about yes, it. Yes, please. Number five, Golden Girls, 72 hours. Number four, uh, Boy Meets World, if you can't be with the one you love. Number three, All in the Family, Edith's 50th birthday, parts one and two. Number two, Family Matters, Fight the Good Fight. And number one, The Dinosaurs series finale. I love it, dude. I think that's a fucking epic list of some really dark, dark list. So if, so if people want to get sad, go watch all these, go watch all these episodes and do it. Wash all these, all these. Episodes. And then wash your, wash your, your body out. Sadness away. All right, with man. Some funny so stuff. You, so we've made lists. We've talked dark shit. So you know what that brings us to? What does that bring us to? Game time. Game time. I want to play a game. Oh, what a wonderful game it is, too. Risk is part of the game. Well, how about a game of Parcheesi? Remember that favorite game of yours? Gangs worthy of his majesty. You really think you're the only one who can play this game? We will be perfect in every aspect of the game. Let the games begin. All right, Jay. So we've decided mutually. I know people just listen to that awesome game intro. But the game this go-around is going to be that we challenge all of the listeners to go watch these episodes. Because out of yeah, this turned into a dark, matter, serious episode. We should yeah. leave it the same. And at, at, out of respect for these types of episodes and some of the messages that they're portraying, we feel that it's important for people to educate themselves, even if it's educating yourself through television. So, so that's it. Our game is your homework. Yep. So go do it. Go watch all of these episodes. Open your minds, people. Like, learn about other people's walk of, walks of life. As Bill and Ted would say, be excellent to each other. Oh, man. And that's coming out soon, too. So get ready Dude, for that. I'm so excited. So, anyway, oh, that's it, kids. Have fun. Uh, don't get watch on some too much dark of a television shows. And then uh, come back and see us next week. After this week, we'll be right back. We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast. On Twitter at high the number five the podcast. Instagram at high five the podcast. Or on Letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love. What's the worst that could happen? (laughs) Moving the headstones but not moving the bodies? (laughs) Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happened to the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.